Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A silly dude production. To they talk a good game. Oh shit! Sorry, sorry. Uh, so I had that one. Had that one queued up. Accident. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not happy sorry, about put that. that one. Queued that one up. Sorry, queued that one up a couple <laughs> of days ago. Uh, sorry, I just. Oh god, that's embarrassing. Um, that is embarrassing. Oh god. Oh, god. Please stop. The pain, it's still too raw. I'm so sorry. I had to do it. Um, nah, that was insensitive of me and I apologise. Um, uh, You've stolen the thunder. I was going to talk about how we're one sleep away from the Blues 3-0 <laughs> clean sweep of Queensland. You're taking me back to some very, very... Sore memories of well, hopefully, the Euros. Hopefully, final. hopefully the team wearing blue can make it two for two this week. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go. Look the team forward, wearing not, not the blue the jersey. Come on, the teams wearing the blue jersey. Come on, That's it. it's coming Gosh. home to the Gold Coast. <laughs> <It's coming. laughs> can uh, we can we keep this one about the league? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> you want to keep it? Okay. Um, Although the league for me didn't go that great this week. Manly losing to the Raiders, mm. um, proving mm. the fundamental truth of the NRL this season that the Sea Eagles suck without Tom Jabojevic. Mm. Um, that seems to be the one true constant in, in the NRL universe at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Only um, the four games. Only the four games. Out. Yeah, luckily it was good to see good to see the Tigers get up over the bye. So good round for me. Um Underdogs, Under- and you still managed to pull it off. <laughs> wouldn't have thought. We wouldn't have thought. We were depleted. We were depleted. Um, and um, but luckily, just um, the buy had a few more errors and whatnot, so got, <laughs> got past them. Yeah, couldn't complete it. Set so. Yeah, only the four games. Well of rugby league football, but um, I mean, you know, apart from you know, apart from. What we're not, what we're not allowed to talk about. There was actually also just a massive. It's been a massive week of, of sport in general. I mean, outside, hundred percent outside of NRL, uh, mainly talking the tennis. Uh, uh, Australia has a Wimbledon champion. Um, the Barty Party. Barty Party. So that's fantastic. Congratulations! I know. Yeah, awesome stuff. Brilliant. Um, and then in it, quite monumental in the men's draw. Novak Djokovic has now leveled Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, all three of them sitting on 20 Grand Slam victories. So, it's pretty remarkable. It's it's pretty remarkable it is and it's um I, I, I don't know another sport that's had dominance from like usually there's like one person who can like dominate a sport if they're just a cut above, mm. but to have three who are like clear cut over the last 20 years the the best there is it's pretty impressive and it's great to watch uh, it's fantastic it's fantastic i um you know part of me didn't want to see novak quite get on that same level as federer and dal but look you know i think it's 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 he's he's proving once yeah no, novak's my least favorite of the three he's my least favorite of the three let's just say <laughs> 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 
And you know what? He's probably the sad. Well, not sad. You know, the reality is that he probably is, in the end of the day, going to overtake both Federer and Nadal. And he'll be sitting at the top by the time they all retire because he's got a couple years on him. He's, you know, he's, he's the one who's looking the most in form still at the moment. Yeah, uh, for sure. That's only until the next one comes along, the next wonder kid. He's going to take over Nick the mantle. Kyrgios. Yep. Nick Kyrgios, yep. he's, he's in with a chance. <laughs> Nick Kyrgios, the wonder kid, the young age of 28 or something. Um, and the it. front row forward in our, in our Aussie athletes rugby league team. So And Ash Barty, I, I forgot to um, just, you know, not only won Wimbledon world number one, also the halfback in our... <laughs> Aussie athletes rugby league team. So that's it. Directing the side around. She earned her spot or, you know, showed her worth. Very proud of her halfback. That's the stuff. That's the stuff. Dual code superstar. (laughs) Yep. Um, And also uh, Conor McGregor had a a bit of a dramatic, dramatic loss. Uh, Yeah. He could get some legs that work. The footage was quite graphic. Um, Just one of those ones that made you just go, yeah. Yeah, you know? I definitely didn't watch it on repeat. You know, <laughs> saw no, it once I, and that was enough. <laughs> I did watch it on repeat. I don't know what it was. It's like you had, had to keep watching it, um, and in slow motion, and then watch and then look at pictures of it, and then. Ugh. Oh, you've had a busy weekend. Had a busy weekend. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think uh, this weekend the the NRL took a bit of a back burner behind some of the other great things going on. Although you know there was still some great tight contest between the Bulldogs and Roosters. I don't know if many people would have expected that. Um, And then, yeah, the Rabbitohs continued some dominance over any team that isn't Penrith or Storm and got up over the Cowboys, 46-18. So, as as usual in the NRL, things continued on. (laughs) As usual. I think the Dogs are looking good. I think they're improving um, for a side that's, you know, wooden spooners and... That's probably where they'll end up. Oh, Trent Barrett um, will be very happy with that that scoreline after after the the uh, hammering they copped last week. So you know, it's it. all he can you really know. expect is to try and get him in the contest uh, as many times possible this year. Before next year, he's bolstered by not only Ado Carr, not only Matt Burton, but now also Matt Dufty is joining the Bulldogs next year on a one year deal. So he's got a it's lot. Going to be things. a strong roster. He's got a lot of things to look forward to in twenty twenty two. He's just got to get through this year, keep them in the fight, and then they'll be, they'll be you know, contenders next year, I reckon, Yeah, that side. Yeah. Interesting team I wanted to talk to you about or get your opinion on. Yes. The Sharks. Yeah. They're now sitting at eighth. Yeah. Since they uh, got rid of John Morris and Hannah took over, they have seem to have turned a corner. Do yeah. you think it hasn't it's been... much to do with Hannah and his coaching or is it? I'm they were just sure. going through a rough, rough patch with Morris in I terms feel of like, fixtures. If anything, I feel like it's kind of a lot of they've gained a lot out of just clarity. Like even though, like yeah, Morris got moved on. They know they know who their coach is for next year. Some players know they won't even be there next year um, and are already signing deals for other clubs. But uh, and in, as as opposed to them just sort of dropping off and not caring about playing for Cronulla for the rest yeah. of the season. They just they just know they've got they've got this year. They they don't have to worry about, you know, the future or worry about uh whether or not they're going to be at the club next year. I feel like everyone there knows whether or not they're going to be at the Sharks next year, including, you know, yeah, the coaching staff and and the players. Um and so there's just a freedom. They can just focus on their footy. Yeah. Um, and it was probably a bit of a kick up the ass when Morris did get sacked and yeah. they were either playing to impress the new coach coming in or they knew they weren't going to be there and they were playing to impress other clubs to get a contract elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but they're certainly the surprise factor, I think, in the eight at the moment. For I sure. think there are a number of teams that will... Yeah, when know, John Morris got sacked, I, th- I think we both wrote them off uh, sort of for the year. I thought they'd be sitting bottom four. But yeah. you know, they're, they're just hanging on. They're clinging on to that top eight spot and they could very well do it. It'd be surprising, but you know, that's good competition. It's closer in, in and around the eight. There's that clear top two. Um, and pretty much everybody else is fighting for it. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams sort of in that battle. Titans are right amongst it. The Raiders had a win, so that gives them a glimmer of hope. 
The Cowboys have been good, but they're sort of still sitting in the lower part of that mid table. Um, there's yeah, there's not a lot of teams that are out of the race. It's sort of there's only really three that are in, <laughs> the Tigers, the Broncos, <laughs> and the Bulldogs. But um, everyone else is kind of still in that race. It's good to see um, that it's not so clear cut. There's probably about five teams that are definitely in the top eight, and then there's actually there's probably about six. Um, I'd say six. Yeah, I'd say top six. You'd include the Roosters as part of the six that are definitely probably in there. And as long as Tom Trebojevic stays fit, then Manly are definitely in there. So, yeah. Um, should we? Who's our Who's our fantasy player of the week? Fantasy. Harvey? Yeah, absolutely. We've got our overall leader coming in with a strong round and finishing top for the round with a score of four hundred and sixty-eight. Mm. RNGD Peaches. Nice. Congratulations. RNGD Peaches. Uh, obviously, only the four games, so still had a number of players playing despite half his squad sitting out. Managed to put up a respectable score. Extends that lead at the top. And we're tipping this week because we're still waiting on the origin result. We'll be announcing that next week um, yes. with a double up. So look forward to that. Well, congratulations to RNGD Peaches. And Hope you got those tips in for Origin. It could be the deciding the deciding point that you need for a perfect round or or just to get a decent score. So get your tips in. And now it's time for the bold, the basic, and the brilliance. Woohoo! Uh, the segment on the podcast where we go over some predictions and some and and give some shout outs to some some really great players who have impressed uh, with their skills over the weekends ones uh yeah from uh, a couple of weeks ago and from last week so beginning with uh from last the poll, 2 weeks ago 2 weeks ago Tom Trevojevic v Jason Saab Tom Trevojevic got up um yeah that's hardly surprising no yeah i think people see Tom on there and Immediately vote for him. I think he's... He's a fan favourite. I think he's by far holding the record for the most amount of weeks of player of the round for this podcast and for any podcast. I'm sure he's doing the same. Um, uh, and then... I agree. Yes. I also agree. While we're on the subject of brilliant players, let's name our player of the round for the week that just was. Ready? I am. Three, two... One, Cody, Cody Walker. Walker. Yep, same. Yeah, I completely think he dominated the show. Um, you know, they went behind early on and he just proved his class, really put a message out there to the Blues mm. saying, pick me. You don't know what you're missing out on. Well, now they do know what they're missing out on. They're no, missing they out exactly. on that. Oh, no, yeah, I think both halves for the, for the Rabbitohs. The other night had a great game with Latrell Mitchell out. They still managed to like put on put on a show. It was like nothing changed. Blake Taff at fullback impressed, uh, filling in for Latrell. So that's encouraging. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. And Alex Johnson on the wing. I can't believe Rabbitohs were ever getting rid of him. So you know he's just yeah, one of the one of the form wingers um, of the comp this year. And, and on Alex Johnson, uh, seeing his manly lost, I have to pick my second choice player of the round and That's it is true. going to be Alex Johnson. There you go. Um, wow. Getting a hat trick, another one. Uh, I know he plays on the, you know, one of the most lethal edges in the NRL, um, but he, he does put every chance he gets away. Um, he doesn't really have a weak area to his game. I don't think he's like, yeah, he's, he's just up there with those elite wingers in the game, finishing defensively. He's really strong. Yes. And he deserves a shout out, you know? That's it. In there for the oh, top good. try scorer second, this year. Second week in a row, you've gone for a winger as your player of the round. So good to see you giving them, giving them the credit they're deserving yeah, at the moment. They're impressing me. They're impressing yeah. me. And, um, you know, got to call it as I see it. Other Rabbitohs winger, Tane Milne, also got a hat trick as well. So he's been in crazy good form since coming into that side, making his NRL return. So good to see for the Souths. Yeah, all round. And how did your um, predictions go? My predictions week? did not go very well. Um, 
My basic prediction was Adam Reynolds would kick 100% of his goals. He did not. He missed three out of – so <laughs> total of seven out of ten. <laughs> no, He's yes, seven out of ten. He's put the heebie-jeebies on him. I always, I always well, yeah, do. I, remember, I think so, last time – I think I've done this prediction before of Adam Reynolds kicks 100% of goals and last time he, um, he like, missed the first one and then it was all, like, pretty badly. So I should, <laughs> I should stop doing that to him. Um, and what was your basic prediction? Uh, my basic was Manly win and Garrick and Saab both to score a try. Oh. Um, yeah, it didn't, didn't look likely, um, which is a shame. Mm. Um, but I'll tell you what, my bold yes. was pretty darn close. What was your bold again? I had three props to score a try. Okay. Now, at the time, I said the number eight or the number 10. Yes. And it came true with Emre Gula getting over for the Raiders mm. and Tom Burgess getting over for the Rabbitohs. Now, in the Sharks game, mm. Brandon Ueli, Hamlin Ueli, he got over, but he was on the interchange. He is an out-and-out prop. Yeah. You can't see him playing in the second row. <laughs> but he wasn't wearing the eight or the 10. That's where... So where, it's where you've kind of shot yourself in the foot there, isn't it? Yeah, I have. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of going to take it as a win in my heart. Yeah, but, but on, on paper, we will have the, to mark that down as a big, big L. So I'm going to acknowledge the uh, the fine print of my, my claim, <laughs> my bold claim, yeah. and uh, say it didn't come true, but... Darn close. No, no. Look, I'm I'm certainly impressed. And look, there's no there's no official like record book of the bold, basic, and brilliant predictions. So <laughs> there can, is not. You no. know, you claiming it as a win to yourself is as much of a win as as really anything. I don't. We don't really have a way of stripping you of that title. Um, there's you nothing. Know, I just need to be able to sleep easy at night. And there's no governing body. So you know, <laughs> I will sit here and say that you got it wrong, but you do whatever you want. And um, you know, that's as much the truth as whatever I say. So well done. That's it. Well done. How was you. your bold prediction? Um, my bold prediction was also not great. It was Cody Walker to score a kick and chase try. He didn't score a try. So therefore he didn't score a kick and chase try. There we go. Put two yeah. and two together. Um, didn't have four. Hmm. What? Sorry, you said put two and two together. Uh, <laughs> I said four, but <laughs> you didn't pick up on that. So. And it's episode two two as well. So look at that. Oh wow! <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, wow. Um, what about looking forward to Let's the forward. to the week that's about to occur? Yep. We're talking about NRL at the moment. We're going to do some Origin stuff um, in the next little segment, but keeping it in the world of club land. Yes. What's your prediction? Basic. Well, my basic prediction week. is keeping it on the theme of um, the Wimbledon Novak Djokovic win, the big three, as we were talking about Roger Federer and Nadal uh, Djokovic. Well, I'm, I've got, I've got the NRL's big three of this year. Uh, in my opinion, that's the storm, the Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You could argue the Parramatta Eels are in there too, but I've gone for, for, for those three as my big three, yeah. all of them to have a win this week. All of them, yeah. Easy as you like it. Storm can't Panthers, see them rabbits. losing. Yeah, good one. Um, I've gone for. I've actually picked out your boys, the Tigers, ooh, up ooh. against the Broncos. <gasps> I reckon neither of them can defend, so we're going to have more than forty points in the game. Yeah, all right, nice. Hope that comes true. You're really backing the attack of both sides as well. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, no, I okay. just want to see points yep. and I'm okay. happy to cheer both of them on. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. Uh, what's your bold prediction? Bold, I've gone for uh, a little bit of an upset. Um, Titans are playing the Eels mm. and I think the Eels might struggle and the Titans are going to start their finals push. So I've got them to win by 12 or more. Yeah, right. Okay. It's not your boldest. But it's not my boldest, but I'm, I'm learning from evidence last week's bold prediction that I just need to keep it simple, get it in the bag, yeah, a fine print. Yeah, Titans win by twelve or more. I'm a happy boy. There you go. Um, I've got for my bold prediction. Uh, 
So I was on the theme of the big three from tennis before with my basic. This time I've gone for the on theme of of extra time and leveled scores. Um, okay. Coming off coming off the Euro final, I've got the Canberra Raiders and the Cronulla Sharks to go to Golden Point. Two That's teams, bold. Two teams that I feel like. Uh, That's very bold. Yes, it is. It's very bold. I know it's rare that I go for a more bold prediction than you so you know cheering real hard for if, it you've picked, what, what attracts you to that game being a golden point match it's other just, than it's just, just you know they're both teams that I feel like can they're just both sitting in that mid table the Raiders are, have had the win against Manly last week it's going to give them some confidence the Sharks have been going quite well uh, finding their form they're just two teams that I feel like just Kind yeah, of unpre- pretty evenly matched. Pretty evenly matched. Kind of unpredictable. Sort of just, I can just see them being pretty even, evenly matched. And hey, you've got to you've got to make a bold prediction in that bold segment. So I've gone for it. And and can you give us how how the, it's going to end? Golden point, drop goal by. Um, you know what? There's going to be at least at least two attempts at drop goal by both teams. All will miss. Game will end as a draw. Game will end as a draw. Okay. That's what I've got. Well, if that's not something to keep you stuck to your seat on a Saturday, looking forward to that. <laughs> Saturday, I don't 3 know PM. what it is. Wow. <laughs> Raiders v Sharks. I've called it. It's going to be a lot of missed field goals. <laughs> <laughs> Another good, bold, basic and brilliant. Game three, around the corner. Blues going in with a chance to put a 3-0 sweep up in Queensland. Yep. Never been done before. No, How it'd be quite incredible. It'd be game. quite incredible to see the Blues uh, for a game, the first time ever, a series all played in one state. If they can win, that'd be a massive bragging rights. Like, it, al- it almost undoes the eight years in a row of, of Queensland dominance. I reckon just one in one go undoes it. It's... Yeah, it's a pretty big statement, um, <laughs> and um, I I can't wait for this game to start. Honestly, um, mm. I, I really think the Blues are going to rip into them. I don't think they're going to. There's been a bit of talk around it being perhaps the closest game with um, New Harvest coming in for the Blues and the, the Maroons playing probably their strongest side. Um, but the I Maroons, still think the Queensland's Maroons, the Maroons have been dealt quite a blow with Jai yeah, Arrow. I, I think Dave they've, they've really. They're in a proper, I don't know, they're stuck. They're Everything seems to be going against them. Jai yeah. um, Arrow is officially the stupidest player in rugby league. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to call him that. He should go he, to the Dragons. They should be offering him big money. Mate, honestly, you have a chance to play for your state. Just The amount of people that would die for that opportunity um, and to throw it away in such a reckless and sort of arrogant manner. I don't know. that There's no yes. excuse for not knowing the rules. There's no, there's just nothing that can defend it. I know he came out and said, oh, I'm truly sorry for my actions, but that's not good enough. I'm sorry. Really? No, there's nothing um, that can really, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a state that's going to pay, unfortunately for them. Um, yeah. you know, if I was a Queenslander, I'd be, I'd be so mad. I like, I can sort of sit here a bit more calmly as, as a, a blues fan and just as an NRL fan, I'm pissed off. But mm. if I was a Queenslander, we're trying to fight for our lives. My God. Yep. Very silly. Very stupid. Very silly. Um, and also the game, I mean, this game has been moved more times than than um than Queensland have scored tries this series. It's it's been it's been all around the place. That's not an original by me. I saw that on some social media post. Um, but like it was in it was at ANZ and then it was in, and then it was potentially in Melbourne. Then it's at Newcastle and now it's at the Gold Coast. So there you go. Well done to the yeah. good on you people of the Gold Coast. <laughs> Die-hard rugby league fans, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll, they'll still fill a stadium. Oh um, yeah, I mean, people from and Brisbane the will atmosphere will be great. But it's it's a challenge for the Blues, that's for sure. I mean, they've shown that they can do it um, already up at Townsville and at Suncorp. Um, but 
it doesn't make it any easier going to Queensland. It won't make it uh, any more welcoming of an environment or anything like that. No. Who do you see getting up in this game? Who do you reckon? I see the Blues. Yeah, cool. Do you have a score and line or a, or a margin I do. Prediction? I do. I'm, I'm going for 40 to 6. Wow. I reckon I'm going to give Queensland a try. Wow. I reckon they'll get there. But just the one. Yeah, wow. And, yeah, Blues will run in 40 points. All right. Okay. How do you see the game unfolding? Well, I've got Queensland getting the win. What are you I've doing? Got, I've got, I've got, I just. You think- actually make me want to quit the podcast. I <laughs> saying that. Like, I've got. What? Queensland. what? I just think. Where's your heart? It's not, it's not, I've been doing this in my head. Of course, my heart's. Why? Me. Predicting with my head. Sometimes you've got to predict with your head. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Talk to me about why you think Queensland can win. So, I, well, first of all, I think that. You know, getting a clean sweep in a state of origin series is still, you know, not not an easy achievement at all. I think the Blues have been looking real relaxed in camp this week. I think a bit too relaxed. I think Brad Fittler's been looking quite relaxed in camp. And I think it's not great if your coach is also like just, you know, it just feels like it's too relaxed atmosphere. They're going up to the Gold Coast. They're... Queensland have got their best back line of the series so far. New South Wales, I'm not convinced by Jack Whiten or Mitchell Moses in that Blues jersey, to be honest. And and I just see I see it being a whole different a whole different game to what we've seen so far this series. Well, so I, I hope for the for the contest that it's a closer game well, and it's yeah. I've I've got my scoreline prediction, which is twenty two to twenty. So. Close one, maybe even a penalty yeah. goal to decide it. Oh wow! Something, something wow. real, something real annoying like that. I really can't see these guys getting up. I'm just yeah. like <laughs> I, I know, I know that the clean sweep is such a rare feat, and it, it, having you know home ground advantage and everything, and there is their strongest side. But I don't think the difference between the two sides has ever been that this great. And I think, yeah, a lot of it's been down to our halves in the, those first two games, um, and it's untested, this partnership. But I, I still think we've been dominating them all over the park. It's not like Cleary's been pulling out some clutch plays to, you know, win us these games. Our forward pack has mm. been totally dominant. And without Arrow and Fafida in there, um, I just don't think they can keep pace with us. And if they're on the back foot, they can have Ponger and the hammer in there and Holmes on the wing. But if they're going backwards and they have to do a lot of defending, it's just going to be a really, really tough game for them. So I, yeah, well, that's my, my predictions obviously with the blues yeah. um, for, for the reasons mentioned, but yeah. uh, I think going on to player of the match predictions, yes. um, given that the halves are, more an experience for the Blues. I think Teddy is really going to shine. Mm-hmm. So he's my pick for player of the match. Um, right. I think his leadership and um, organisation has been exceptional from the back. And I think he's really going to stand up. I think he'll get a lot more hands on the ball earlier in sets, perhaps, um, to, to get involved and take a bit of pressure off those halves. And, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can produce. Yeah, cool. Well, you want to hear my, my player of the match? Sure. He's a Queenslander. He's a Queenslander. Going along with my score prediction, my match prediction. Um, I've got Cameron Munster. I think okay. he's been ordinary this, this Origin series. Um, he showed last year that he can turn it on in game three. He came back to the storm side after game two and was probably his best game of the season. He's... I think he's just going to turn a corner in the origin for this series. I don't think he's going to make it three ordinary games in a row. Yeah. And I've got him to lead Queensland away from a clean sweep. Yeah, I, I think if, if it is going to be a Queensland victory or a Queensland player of the match, it's Munster or maybe DCE. Either one of them or both of them have to play their best performance in a long time. Mm. For them to be competitive, um, so it's a, a smart pick if you can if you can see it going that way. Um, and yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can never ride off Munster. He's he's a 
he's a footy talent. He's a very instinctive player. And he's always dangerous, no matter what side he's in. So be interesting to see who's It's the mental battle as well. I just feel like, you know, you put Munster and DC up against Moses and White, and I feel like it's a whole different mental battle as opposed to Cleary and Luai, who are just full of confidence. You know? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, First try scorer. I, uh, Tommy Trebojevic. There you go. Yeah, I just think he's in, in for it. He's looked the most threatening player pretty much all series. Him and Luttrell toss of the coin between those two. You've probably got um, <laughs> Felice Cafusi or someone. <laughs> I haven't got Felice Cafusi, no, but it is a teammate of Felice Cafusi. I have got another <laughs> Queenslander. <laughs> Going very Queensland heavy in my predictions. Look, someone's got to do it. That person's going to be me. Oh, wait, no, um, nobody has to do it. I've got just, to, <laughs> someone's got to okay. do it. <laughs> You're creating uh, rules for yourself. I'm creating rules for everyone, and I'm adhering to those rules by being the person to do it. I've All got, right, who's going to cross the line for the Queensland? Who is Alan it? Valentine Holmes. He's... Been at fullback all series. I think at origin level, he's a, he's best on the wing and he's going to be comfortable in his place on the wing. Similar to how Latrell came out of his shell game one, playing centre, once again, back in that position he started his career in. I think Holmes will do similar and he'll be on the back end of a juicy play by the speedy, speedy Queensland outside backs for game three. Yeah, it's a smart option. Um I think he's probably the most likely to cross the line, isn't he? On yeah. that wing, we know how good he is on the wing at origin level. Yeah. So, yeah, right. we'll have to well, wait and see. Let's get bold. What's your bold prediction then? Bold. I'm backing my man, Coruscant. Uh-huh. I love him. Uh, he's He's been a favourite of mine um, since he was at Manly. I'm sad to see him go. Glad he's going to get a chance to debut off the bench, and I think he's going to get a try. He'll cross the line. He's probably going to get limited minutes, but I just see him as supporting a play up the inside, getting a line break, or just taking a cheeky run from dummy half. Um, He'll want to impress with his time out there, so boldly, Coruscant to score a try. Yeah, nice. Um, A lot of the bold predictions, I feel like, from both of us this Origin Series have been who's going to score a try. I've My bold prediction for this Game 3 is... Who's not going to score a try? I've got all of New South Wales' back five to be kept scoreless. Okay. Teddy, Addo, Karchaboyevich, Latrell, Toto, none of them are going to find the line. That is the boldest prediction you've ever made. Yeah. I what, think that's number one. That's what in, I've done. In the I've bold Queensland scale. has the speed to match him. Uh they're not going to have the the smooth play coming from. Where um, where do you think the points come from? If you've predicted twenty two twenty or whatever, yeah, who, New South Wales are going to score. Gonna... New South Wales are going to score four tries. Uh, only two of them will be converted, um, uh, and the four tries will be scored by the forward pack, the halves. This is what Cook. I've got. This is what I've got. Damien Cook's going to score. Um. Uh. Jack Whiten's going to score. Um, uh, um, Payne Haas is going to score. Interesting, yeah. And Angus Crichton. Okay, <laughs> that's not Love part of my prediction. It. That's not. That's just. That's just. No, me no. I, I was just inquiring as yeah. to how your yep. predictions all fit together. But well, that's um, just off the top of my head, just there. So. You know. Yeah. Well, they certainly tell a story, and <laughs> the story they tell is. <laughs> You're not a diehard Blues fan. Oh. So. <laughs> what are you talking about? I love the Azuri. I mean, the Blues. Sorry. Fuck. Ouch. Just okay. Bit of that Italian just slipped that. out. My native tongue. <laughs> so. so it's just so, just the motherland calling back to me. So uh, <laughs> just sometimes goes in and out. No, <sighs> no, no. In all seriousness, come on the New South Wales Blues this, uh, this Wednesday evening. Against the Maroons. It means nothing after you've made oh, your predictions. Mate. I'm allowed to make my predictions against the team I'm going for, okay? Sorry. Okay. Okay. You know, England could take a leaf out of my book. <laughs> I'm, <sorry. laughs> I'm so sorry. It was there. Let's wrap this segment up. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> well, 
I mean, if you if you listened to last week on the podcast, um, you would have seen that I tossed up the idea of doing a NRL club popularity contest, like a little knockout tournament, just out of curiosity to see out of our audience on our on our social media, who is which team just uh, is you know do people like? And obviously, everyone can vote in every poll, so there was you know people would start voting for their second team or their third team. Basically, we're looking for the least hated team in the NRL. Um, and the response was massive. It's the it's the biggest response we've ever had to anything we've posted anywhere. It was crazy. We're having like, I think on each poll got at least five hundred responses, which is ridiculous for us. It's massive. I mean, yeah. Uh, so let's just quickly. I'm going to quickly go over which teams made it through the round of sixteen and what who's going to be playing who in the quarterfinals. So let's uh, have a little discussion about that. Uh, the first game of the round of 16 was Storm v. Bulldogs and the Storm got up over the Bulldogs, which is quite a little bit surprising. I guess and obviously success is a factor there. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, the Bulldogs, s- obviously a big fan base, but they didn't rally around them. Didn't so around. Storm with the W. Yep. And so the Storm will be taking on the Newcastle Knights who got up over the Sharks. Um, I guess I can I can understand that. No one really has like no one has hatred for the Knights. They're they're a pretty neutral sort of team, whereas the Sharks have had a lot of off field controversy in the last five ten years. Yeah, you're right. To not get around them. Um, That's it. Your boys Manly had a close loss to the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, it's a tough draw because I think the Warriors, as we said last week, were you know they're everybody's second favorite team at the moment for what they've sacrificed in the game. Um, yeah, and Tough yeah, draw. again, they don't have a, a real clear rival. Not much hatred in there, so unfortunately, the Manly boys are hated yeah. across the league. And the Warriors, we'll take it. the Warriors are going to be taking on the Raiders in the quarterfinals, who had the closest match of all, getting up over the Eels. I'll say this now: two hundred and seventy-six to two hundred and sixty-eight. So out of about out of over five hundred votes, it was just eight votes that split them. Um, once again, I'm so glad like, Parramatta didn't get through. Yeah, I'm glad too. They've got a big fan base who would have <laughs> rallied around them, but um, but I think the Raiders, much like the Knights, that sort of neutral, don't really have a local derby. There's no, there's not a lot of hatred for them. So no, no. I think that that's what we're seeing in this tournament is teams that. You know, teams like the Knights and the Raiders and even the Warriors can can really go far. Um, my boys, the Tigers, lost against the Rabbitohs. Once again, I think that's a tough draw. Rabbitohs are probably the most supported team. Yeah, in massive NRL. Tough one. Possibly the favourites, yeah. I'd say. That, They'd be up there are. for the popularity contest. Well, I'll tell you what, the quarterfinal is going to be a juicy matchup because it's the Rabbitohs taking on the Sydney Roosters. Um, who got up over the Titans in another close one, but the Roosters just got the win there. That's, That's interesting. I would have thought that more people would have, like neutrals would have gone Titans over Roosters. I, I know, I know. Yeah, I, because I, Roosters I, I thought were more disliked than that. So, and the Titans, you know, yes. They, well, this is this is what we're learning. Our <laughs> fans clearly don't hate the Roosters. There we go. They I don't know. mind the, the sombrero... Um, yeah, they don't yeah. mind it. Yeah. Last week we mentioned that the Dragons and Paul Vaughan, um, their whole little fiasco may impact them in the popularity contest, and it proved correct. They lost to the Cowboys, um, who's all the way up there in North Queensland, so, you know, away from all the drama of it, so they got the win there. Mm. Um, and they'll, yeah. they'll be taking on the Penrith Panthers, who got the win over the Broncos. Interesting. That's that's definitely the team on the rise up against the team on on the down that's decline. It. It's a small, a small, um, small team who's had big success over the last couple of years versus a massive team who has been majorly disappointing for the last few years. So no surprise, I guess, that people are rallying around the Penny Panthers. So that's. I'm, I'm looking forward to these. Quarterfinals. I'm looking forward. It's going to be. I really have no idea which way this thing is going to go. I've been surprised multiple times. Uh, so you know, I hope everyone keeps keeps on voting because it's it's a lot of fun just to just to see how it's all playing out. Coach Wars. Oh, it's not Coach Wars. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> why would you, draw. Why would you get my hopes up like that? 
Um, I know. Sorry to disappoint you guys this week. Yeah, we've done coach doing... for like the last eight weeks in a row. We thought we'd take one week off and go back Mix it to up a bit. go back to the old favorite, which uh, we began this podcast on the on the basis of these drafts, and and I think it's what really set us off. And we're going to revisit. We are so the category that we're looking at this week is off contract players. So we're going to go through a draft. We're going to take it in turns, picking one player for each position and all the players that are off contract are in the pool. And we're doing this from the perspective of your head coach looking to sign players for next year. Who would be your top pick out of all the positions? And we're going to put it to you guys, see what you think. Let us know who's got the better draft. And it's going to be like um, like like one player from each position. So we each pick one winger, one center, one that's it, one five eight, one halfback, one second row, one prop, all that stuff. Um, Lovely. I think yes. we just get straight into it. So to decide who goes first, Ooh. we're going to play name of origin. Love it. <laughs> Love Our regular game. listeners will know what's about to happen. <laughs> Listen out for. Oregon Kafusi oh. and Isaiah yeah. Yo. <laughs> Don't get those names in my head. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of others. Okay, um, you get to start us yes, off I as do. you had the buy win. Okay. I think. <sighs> Gee whiz. Um, who to begin? Who to begin with? All right. Benji Marshall. Luciano Leilua. Aiden Tolman. Uh, Manu. No. Tom- A- oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aiden Tolman, N. Oh, it's N for an N, nuts. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 the, the M in, is very prominent in Tolman, mm. and that's what I was drawn to. And mm. then I had to think quickly, and mm. I went for Manu, and it. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. But luckily, it was nice to see some new players getting a go in, in name of origin. Not, <laughs> not just true. Oregon, Kafusi and Azeo. Um, so, oh, so all right. Very well, you get, you get the first pick. So this effectively should be who you think is the best player of contract. Yeah, that's, right? one, that's one way to think about it. Another way to think about it is wanting to get a position early where there's not a lot of options. Because there might sure. be one player in a position who's really the only one that you would even consider signing, um, as opposed to, yeah, other, you know, it's trying to get in. That being said, it's kind of one and the same for me. The position, the the position that I think I want to get in early because there's only one person I'm really interested in is Lock, um, and this also happens to be a player that I think of all the players is the the greatest off-contract player, it's Dal Finucane. Got him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's under – well, he's in a lot of people's, you know, eye line at the moment where he's going to end up next year. Yeah. Getting a lot of attention, deservedly so. So I'm um, happy with my first pick, Dal Finucane. Yeah, fair, fair. I'm going to go for um, an outside back. Okay. Who is still at the top of his game. And he's going to play in the centres. That is Dane Gagai. Yeah, yeah. Another one that I was looking at. So, yeah, good, good get from you. I think, I think any club would be, yeah, any club would love to have him. Yeah, well, there's, been, there's talk uh, that Brisbane are interested. There's talk that Newcastle want to try and get him to, to come home. Um, but, yeah, and so it's not looking likely that he'll stay at Souths, which is unfortunate for that back line. But maybe this year is where they got to go and get it. That's um, it. Okay, okay. Pick number two, a poignant pick, I think, in, in every draft. It's really where you, you, you separate. The, it, it, it can start to crumble for you now. It can start you to know. crumble. It can start to crumble. I'm going to... Oh, mm, gee whiz, this is, this is a bit difficult. Let's have a look at the halfbacks that are on offer. Um, oh, gee whiz. 
Just so everybody's aware, we're going off the zero tackle article that has a list of all the off-contract players. So yeah. that's where we get our information from. A very reputable source. Yeah, it's super reputable. So <laughs> uh, are we okay? Uh, would we be counting George Williams in the discussion here? Because um, um, I don't think so. Yeah. Because. I don't think he'd be allowed to re-sign with an NRL club. There's probably something in his contract that says mm. you can't re-sign with an NRL okay. club. Okay, okay. Um, I respect that. I also think it's got to be someone that yeah, is in the realm of likelihood of actually playing in the NRL next year. So, like, somebody who might be on the verge of retirement. Yeah, um, no, 100%, 100%. Is, yeah. I'm going to take, um, as my halfback... Lockie Lewis. Coming uh, off a good performance this week. He's coming off a good performance this week. He's sort of been forgotten by the amongst the Bulldogs. They've signed Kyle Flanagan. They've got Burton coming next year. They've had Avarillo playing there this year. He's sort of been forgotten, and I think he's a talented player. He's got he's got the Wally Lewis's blood runs through his veins, so he's. I think you could. That's, that's some of the best blood to have. He's. he's <laughs> He's, he's a player that I feel like you could bring into a system. I'd take him at the Tigers, to be honest. Like, yeah, for sure. For Brooks? For Brooks, yeah. Or, oh, <laughs> for Brooks. Wow. Yes. God, that uh, really doesn't say very good things about the Tigers when the off-contract reserve halfback at the Bulldogs. <laughs> no, it doesn't, and it shouldn't. I'm not I'm not attempting to say anything nice about the Tigers at the moment. No, no, so. I, I just wanted to draw the comparison to, <laughs> to rub your nose in it. But Fair, I've rubbed I'll, it. I'll, I'll quickly move on and yeah. go with my second pick. Go. Um, and this one's going to be a bit left field because I'm looking at these hooking options. Mm. There's not a lot out there, really. No. So I'm going to go for Tyrone Peachy. And throw him in that number nine role. I certainly think wow. it's something he can do. I don't see him as an eighty-minute player in that um, in the middle, but I don't know. I just think he's he's a talented ball player that can play anywhere across the park, pretty much. And okay. I want, know I want him in my draft here. I think he's one of the best stars off contract, so he's going to fit into that number nine spot for me. Terrific, terrific. Um, let me have a look. This might be controversial, but the prop the prop that I'm going to put into my team is Paul Vaughan. Wow. <laughs> I see what type of culture you're trying to build. <laughs> and I think I really do think our fans are gonna take that into account. Oh, you well, know? We'll see, we'll see. Um if it wasn't for Dry Arrow, he would be public enemy number one. <laughs> and, and he's had a bit of the heat taken off him. Yeah. But I, I still think he's a fairly unpopular um, member of the NRL playing group. Yep, but, well, I think he's certainly shown his remorse and uh, and less so, oh. I think, you know, despite... Oh, I'm not going to get into it, but I think he can turn it all around and he's still got a lot of time. Uh, he's, he's a good footballer, I'll give you that. He's still a, he's still a top-quality footballer. And the um, last, thing I, last thing I checked was that this was a football podcast, so... There you go. That's hardly. But yeah, fair enough. Um, All right. You're I up. will. I reckon this young bloke, Lockie Fitzgibbon, up at the Knights, Ooh. has been exceptional when he's played. Um, and I think he's he's really developed a good partnership with Mitchell Pierce and struggles when he's not there. But he runs a great line, nice and big. Lockie Fitzgibbon coming straight into that second row spot. Yeah, nice. I'm going to actually, yeah, I'm going to, I was going to pick a second rower, but I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off because you can't pick another second rower. So I'm going to go for. I, I can pick another second row and put them in my centers or something. Yeah, you could do that. You know, I'll get weird with it. I don't mind. A bit, a bit, a bit, a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the fullback options and not seeing a whole lot of promise. Um Josh Dugan's there, but no way am I selecting him. Um <laughs> Matt Moylan's there. Oh, it's pretty tough. I think I think I'm gonna take Tex Hoy. I'm okay. gonna take Tex Hoy as my fullback. Yeah. Just uh yeah. he's shown shown a bit of promise coming through for the Knights. He's still young. Someone that could do a job for me. 
All right. Oh. He's a good player. Oh, he is. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, these these Knights boys are popular because I've, I picked up Fitzgibbon. You just picked up Hoy, and I'm going to go for another one. So they really need to sign these boys up because they're going to be popular. Connor Watson. Yeah. He's another versatile, a bit like Peachy, can play in yep. a number of positions. Where are you going to play? I'm going to put him in that 5'8 spot. Yeah, nice. Um, I think that's probably his best position. Um, he's a strong defender on the edge, and I think his running game is his, his best um, sort of element that he's got. Nice. So, yeah, first first member of my halves. Well done. He's in there. Good job. Um, poor, let me have a look at some of the positions. Okay. A position that neither the only position left that neither of us have selected is the wing. So I'm gonna go to I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a winger so I can try and get in there before you and get try and get a premier winger. Um and I'm gonna go with Oh, oh Jesus, it's difficult. I'm going to take oh, I know who I'm gonna take. Matt Ikevalu, uh, the Roosters. Interesting. He's been the Roosters' fill-in winger for a couple of seasons, and I think he deserves to be more than a fill-in winger. He knows how to find the line, um, and he's a great finisher. And, yeah, I've, I'm very happy with that, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, I he's a, obviously a class player, um, but I, I think he's the best option on the wing. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw a few names out there. Jordan Rapana, pretty good. Edric Lee, mm. he's off contract. Mm. George Tafua, manly boy. Um, but the one I'm actually gonna pick up, he's actually listed here uh, in the centres, and he's not a centre. Blake it? Ferguson. Oh, what the hell? Why <laughs> they named him as a centre? <laughs> well, he said zero tackle was a very reputable. Source, <laughs> but they just need to work out their, their positioning there. They do. Um, yeah, Ferguson, is he's an elite winger. We know he's got um, some difficulties under the high ball when he, you know, when he's facing tricky ones, but mm. he's still top class. Bring the ball out um, on those kick returns. He's, he's one of the most deadly ball runners. He's massive, massive body, so happy to have him in the side. Okay. Let me see. I've got a fullback. I've got a winger. I've got a halfback. I've got a lock and a problem. Missing a second rower, a hooker, and a centre. I think that's all that I'm missing so far. Um, okay. My centre. Oh. Is. Oh, God. Not liking mm, too many of these options. I'm going to go with. Jesus. Let's go. Oh, I'm going to go for Billy Smith. Billy Smith, another Roosters <laughs> player who's he's had a bit of a battle with injury over the couple last couple of seasons, um, but he's a great player. I back him a lot. He might, might not get another contract by the Roosters just because they've got Joe Suwali in there. They've got Joey Manu. They, you know, they might, he might be going elsewhere. Once again, I'd yeah, well, he'd be a good pickup. Um, he certainly in, in limited minutes that he's had or opportunities because of those injuries, he's looked like a, a class first grader, he's and tall, he's, he's definitely he's got, got that a lanky sort of build. I just feel like he'd, he'd be dangerous. He's yeah, under the high ball or otherwise. Yeah, good pickup. Thank um, you. I'm I'm going to finish off my halves, and I'm going to pick up Anthony Milford as my halfback. Wow, he's. Copped a lot of criticism, obviously. Wow. He's not going to be at the Broncos next year. But I, I think a new club, a new environment, fresh teammates, he's got the qualities of a, of a first grader. And I think he'll be a steal for if anybody can get him one decent coin. You know, he's clearly not a million-dollar player, but if you're paying 400 maybe half a mil for him, I certainly think he's worth that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, wow. Good, good one. I like it. Um, Thank let you. me look to my... Oh That's God. the first compliment you've paid me all podcasts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's bold is what is really where I'm paying you the compliment for it. Cause I, 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 I don't Sarcasm. think I would have picked Anthony Milford myself, but you're really backing, 
your coach. Are we are we picking a coach at the end of all this? That's yeah, really of who you're, you're really backing them to turn him around. That's who the who it's all the pressure's on. Hmm. All right. Five eight. You've taken Connor Watson. So my options are slim. Um you know what? I'm gonna take Tana Boyd from the Gold Coast Titans as my five eight. He's yeah, right. He's come in a few times for um uh Ash Ashley Taylor, Taylor. And I think he's been more impressive than Ashley Taylor, to be honest. I think he's a young star of the future and I'm yeah, very happy he's to have pick you. Up. Thank you. All right. Hmm. Well, let's just flicking through my options now. <laughs> so who have you got? You've I think got I need a fullback. Need a I think fullback. I need a fullback. Yeah, you need a fullback. Yeah, that's where I'm looking. A fullback prop and a lock. Yeah, um, okay. There's always lots of big bodies floating around off contract, so I need, I need this fullback spot, really. And... Nobody's standing out. I mean, Corey Norman, I could play him back there. Don't really want to do that, though. Hopawadi's played fullback for the Dogs for for a while. He's fairly reliable. Mm. Tessie New at the Broncos, showing his worth and the chances he's getting. Matt Moylan, I know you discarded him earlier, but he's playing some of his best footy again if if he's fit. I might have to go for Moylan. Yeah, right. Nice. Um, lock it in. Lock it in. Matty Moylan is in. Um, Decision made. Moylan and Milford. Pretty uh, interesting spine you're building here. Well, they're, they're two players that have played at the highest level before. They've both played for Australia and in the Origin Arena and for injuries or form and culture has, hasn't worked out for them. I'm building a new side here or adding to my team for next season. So they're all going to new pastures. And I think they'll, these are the types of players that would relish that. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. For my hooker, I am going to go with, um, uh, who did I say? I'm going to go for Mitch rain. Um, I think he's, he's pretty, he's a reliable option there. He's had his, he's at his, issues with injury and stuff and coming in and out of sides. But I've always liked the player that he is when he was with the Dragons and with the Titans. Um, I, I just back him. And there's not a lot of other options. I, I certainly think he's a first grader. I, I, yeah. Um, he can definitely do do the job at number nine. Um, he's, you know, I think he's reached his ceiling. Don't think he's going to go on to rep honours. Um, but that's, that's no disrespect to him. There are lots and lots of players who are playing in the NRL and, and doing exceptionally well. Um, good pickup. Thank you. Look at us complimenting each other. So much, yeah, nicer, mean, so eh? much nicer than Coach Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I need some big boppers. Prop and lock. And I'm, sorry? Yeah, prop and lock. Your two last positions. Prop and lock. That's it. And I'm, I'm going to go for my uh, formula of former Origin players who need a new environment. And I'm going to okay. pick up Dylan Napa. I thought, thought you might. thought you might. He's a good option there. Firebrand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bring him in. Good on you. What yeah. are you looking for? Is this your last pick? Yeah, it's my last pick, and I'm looking for a second rower. And Interesting. I've saved this till last because you had a second rower pretty early on, so I felt like I could take my time. But really, there was no question for me. Angus Crichton. Mm. Angus Crichton. I did not see him. No, I didn't think you did when you. Is picked. he not signed? Is he not signed? I'm going based like off this signed. zero tackle article, so we can, I've got it. Yeah, we can look I've, it up. That's what we're basing it off. We, I mean, he's... We, we can look it up. Has he signed? Um, I just feel like they they would have locked him down, wouldn't they? You'd, you'd think so. You'd think so. Are you, are you doing a quick Google on the old NRL transfer center? Yeah. Lovely. I'll, I'll fill the, fill the space. With well, you can my make voice. your, you can make, <laughs> you can make your pick while I do this if you want. 
I, I, I would do that if I knew who I was gonna gonna choose. I'm looking for a lock. There are some people like Soliola at the Raiders who can do the job, but I think he's probably at the end of his career. Um, John Asiada has had his injury problems, but he's a good ball playing lock, I reckon. Yeah, man. I'm, I've just confirmed Angus Crichton is only contracted until the end of this year at the moment. He doesn't have a contract for next year. Amazing. So, Some teams need to swoop in, although I'd be very surprised if he leaves. I th- in fact, I, I don't think he will. But Yeah. Doesn't look like... Fair play. I mean, good pick up. I haven't heard anything about clubs even circling him, so there must be something going on where there's a handshake right. deal or something behind closed doors. He knows he's going to be at the Roosters next year, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's just, just my lock pick. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> there's no standouts here. There really isn't. Um, yeah. Well, you've got two potential locks in your team already with Peachy and Watson. You could potentially... Move, shuffle it around. Shuffle it around. And, you know, it's not... Well, I don't want... I, the, like Mitch Rain probably would have been my second choice at hooker. Um, and, and you've picked him up. I mean, there's Havili there who can play hooker and at lock. Yeah. But again, he's not, he's not, <laughs> not what I'm looking for, well, you know? It's tough pickings. This is the game. This is the game of off-contract players. It's very tough. Mm. It is tough. You're it right. Is, it is tough. Are there any players in the prop position that you could play at lock? Tell you what I'm going to do. Yes. I'm going to reshuffle everything. Okay. Watson. He's going from 5'8 to lock. Okay. Moylan's going from fullback to 5'8. Wow. And I'm going to bring in Will Hoppawati. As your fullback. As my reliable fullback. Nice. He's never done anything wrong, has he? No. He's just he's just Mr. Consistent. Just, just his family. Just, we've got lots of spark. Yeah. <laughs> talk about him. Yeah, we're talking about you him. Know, Sorry. He's just a level head. Yeah. So that's that's the switcheroo that I've done. All right. Nice one. I like it. So we've got our teams. We just now need to pick coaches. I'm wondering what the what's the criteria for picking a coach here? Is it I don't know if we can work out if coaches are off contract or if we just want to go, who's going to get the best out of your players out of anyone in the world? I think anyone in the world. Let's do it. It's been a while since we've done Throw it out there. Okay. Um, Now now my brain needs to start ticking over. Quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. You you (laughs) You know who I'm going to go for? Tell me. Um, The... Coach of my team, and I feel like this ties a nice little bow on a little running theme of the banter back and forth throughout this podcast. My coach is Roberto Mancini. Okay, Mickey, <laughs> came to no, a- that's fine. I don't care. I'm going to take Gareth Southgate because yeah. he's the better manager, and he go. he deserved to win. And love to see it. He's, uh, yeah, he'll be knighted sooner rather than later. We're still going to be the World Cup favourites. Yep. It's going to come home, just just not yet. Just not yet. There you go. <laughs> well, um, get on to get on to our Insta. Sorry, I'm just writing down our managers. So I've got that got that locked in. Love it. <laughs> Love locked in. Yeah, I'm what not going to change my mind. What about um, it will be? These will be up on at they talk a good game on the Instagram. Give us your thoughts. Give us Who your would thoughts. your team be if you had to put it together? Let us know. Well, that's the podcast for this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in once again. Your loyalty is not going underappreciated. So thank you very much. Uh, make sure you leave us a nice review on your podcast. Five platform. stars. Five stars only, please. Um, and- tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell the strangers you're walking down the street with. Yeah. If you're getting on a bus, just make an announcement as you get off. Say, there's a great podcast at They Talk a Good Game. Check them out. Also yeah. works on trains and ferries. Yeah, little Ubers. stuff like that. Real little stuff. Just everyday sort of <laughs> things you can be doing to really. We'd really appreciate it. We'd really love. We'd really appreciate it. So, bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.